Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to Angus Shoe Football Insiders. I'm your host, Rob Penn, along with my co-host, J.R. Redmond and Juan Roque. Last week, the Sun Devils took another loss, 42-28, to to the USC Trojans. What stood out to me last week was team speed. Juan, what was the biggest factor, in your opinion, in last week's loss? Well, without question, the, the boys showed up ready to play. I think that uh, Coach Dillingham and his crew uh, elevated them and got them to where they were overachieving a lot better than anyone gave them any, any chance or credit for so that, that was good. What was very evident to me in watching the four quarters, uh, specifically in the first half, is they had the more talent. We had more fightness, but what we're lacking is dominant players. Take Scadabo out of the out of the equation there, and we just don't right now have the dogs that we would need to be a dominant team. So you you got to get those key players in there. You got to get those guys on the offensive line. You got to get that edge rusher that could get around that tackle. Now our boys put up tremendous fight. We, we got good football players, but I think the mold has been cast for coach Dillingham and his staff. We need dominant players. We, we need those guys like a J.R. Redmond, like a Jake Plummer. Um, we may have that with Jaden Rashada, but we need those go-to guys that in a clutch or when you need to score a touchdown, when you need to get those extra two, three yards for a first down, we got to have those guys. I mean, we got Scadabo, who's been a great addition. He's been a you know awesome player. So he's you could call him dominant for what he does, right? But we need to get those guys on defense. We need to get those players on offense. It's going to be a rebuild, man. I, I, I think that we're in the right direction. But it's going to take a little bit. Develop the kids that are there now and bring in some other players to get to that point where we have those dominant pieces where we can take over games. SC was beatable. We didn't have the dogs to beat them. Our defense gave over 550 yards, gave up over 550 yards. How do we correct that moving forward? Well, again, it's, it goes back to recruiting. It goes back <laughs> to scheming properly. You know, they had Caleb Williams. He's a, he's a Heisman Trophy winner. There's a reason why the kid's going to be pretty much the lock for the first pick of the draft next year. He is dominant. When I use that word dominant, right, he can dominate you and take over a game. So even though their defense was not – up to par, and you know, they made a lot of mistakes on offense too. Don't get it, don't get it twisted. Caleb Williams, you know, made his gaffes. You know, he got hit in the balls a couple with that one snap, but yeah, yeah. you know, making fun of that. But again, but he, they find ways to win. You know, good teams find ways to to pull ahead. They find ways to to get that W. It's because they have those pieces in place. So, I think it's just a matter of getting the right guys in here, um, and again, developing them and just getting that sense of dominance on that side of the ball. And on defense, especially, we get, we need that edge rusher, right? We need that guy that can get around yeah. to get to the quarterback. We need that that lockdown corner, that hard hit and safety. We got good players again. I don't want to take anything away from our kids. We got good players. We need to start getting great players. What was your take on our quarterback play? All right, so one thing, JR, that we did notice, you know, obviously you, you would have a tremendous amount of knowledge about running backs and running back play and getting those hard yards and being able to, in essence, carry an offense on your shoulders. So you've had, you've been called to do that yourself. What is it you saw about Cam Scadabo and the way he played and the way he was able to get those hard yards during the game? Matt, I love the way he played. Um, he played physical. I, I can tell you this. One of the things about when you are a running back, especially at the college level, um, 
you're required to be the most physical person on the field. Even though, you know, it seems like that would be D-line, O-line, or even, you know, a safety if that matters, or a linebacker. But is that the running back is actually has to be the most physical person on the field. Um, when he has an opportunity to make you miss, he does. But when he has an opportunity to lean into you and show you, nah, not today, he's supposed to take every opportunity to let you know, no, not today. And he did a lot of that. Um, I like the way that uh, he he comes downhill right away. He does not reel east and west. He's looking to stick his foot in the ground. You know, he does a good job with kind of sliding a little bit, but he's all about the contact. You know what I mean? And um, I like the way he gets down. You know, and he can, you know, he's got good vision also. Um, he creates a lot of arm tackles. He's a big body kid, so he knows how to get his whole body on half of your body. He slides a little bit right before contact, but I wish and I hope, you know, this game is about longevity. You know, so I like I like to see him um I like to see him not not uh not um continue to stand up, right, and take shots when you're not going anywhere. You know, when you're wrapped up and they got, you know, they pretty much got you, you know, I like to see him go ahead and get down so he can preserve himself because right now, shit, he's a big bulk of the offense, probably most of the offense outside of um number two and number 12. And, you know, they got to get, they got to get the ball to them. They got to get the ball to them. They got to find a way um to game plan, game plan them into success um by the plays that they call. They, they have to set up plays for their playmakers so they can make more plays. Cause you like you're right. We lack the dogs, but we do got some guys that can make plays, but we gotta be able to put them in a position to make those plays. So JR, take us through the mind of, of a running back because you've you played on all levels and you've been successful mm -hmm. at all levels. Mm -hmm. They've had injuries on the O-line, as we know, and not an excuse in any way, but when you're in that position, put put a, put us in, in your mind. If you're in that situation, you've had injuries on the O-line. Quarterback situation is unsettled at best. <laughs> um, how do you mentally get yourself ready to get those yards? And like you said, to be able to put your foot down, knowing that you may get hit in the backfield, but you may not. Mm -hmm. But kind of take us through your progression. How, how would you be able to prepare for that? How would you mentally be able to get to a position where you're performing and excelling? Well, I, I think ultimately at the end of the day, it's just knowing that what I led with is that I'm the most physical person on this field. And if you give me an opportunity, I'm going to bust your ass. That's really what it got to come down to. You know what I'm saying? It, it's, there is no – and there's always going to be an opportunity. They're always going to give you an opportunity. Someone's going to be out of their gap. Somebody's going to over-pursue, right? Some, some, somebody's going to get blocked, you know? And uh, when those things take place and when they happen and when you see you can take advantage of a situation – I mean, you got you to gotta be all for it. You got to go all in. And that's what I, I like about um, – I like about him because uh, it didn't matter what the situation was. He was going to make the play, whether he was lined up at quarterback, mm -hmm. right, and he was actually going to throw the ball, he was going to make the play. I think the biggest thing is being a playmaker, right? Okay. You, you, you put the ball in their hands to make plays. So once you see that this guy can make plays, you got to find a way to get him the ball. You got to find a way to get them the ball in different ways. I really believe they need to get these guys in space and let them use. Look, running back is great. Okay. It's one of the funnest positions ever. But the fact of the matter is I'm starting with the whole defense in front of me on every play. Hmm. Sometimes give me the ball in space when there's two or three guys out there. Right. It makes it much more easy. Right. If he can get loose from the back, 
with all 11 in front of him, what you think he going to do in space? So yeah. I really think they should get him the ball in space. You just interject. Now we pretty much know that uh, we don't have too many threats, like you just said, guys said, just not too many dogs, and we can't get them the ball, the ones that we do have. So now, you know, these defensive coordinators are going to begin to stack that box. So what would he see then? Oh, that's, that's, I mean, I love that. Stack the box. So when they stack the box, guess what's going to happen? Tight end on that ass all day long. Let, let them come up in the box. And that's when you get the tight end right behind, him, right? That's when the tight end becomes a big part of the game because now he's one-on-one, right, back there, mm. okay? Mm. And there's not anybody else back there. So let them bring in a box. I mean, it all plays a good running game, opens up the passing game, right? And the tight end is the best weapon you can have on the field because the tight end, let's, let me tell you something. The weakest position in football is safety. Mm. The weakest position in football is the safety position. That is the weakest position on the football field. Okay, I'll tell you how so. You can look at 32 NFL teams right now. I don't know if you can name out of 32 teams 10 good corners. I mean, excuse good me, good safeties. Five. Safeties. Give me five. Give me five. Yeah. No, no, no. But you're going to make my point by saying yep. that. I'm saying exactly. you, you can't name 10. Yep. You'd be hard-pressed to name five. You can name five, probably, mm -hmm. but you can't yeah. name 10 on 32 mm -hmm. rosters that this dude is a – you can't name them. And it's always been like that every right. year that I've been watching football, yeah. right? So, you know, tight ends, this is why they get going to get paid the big bucks. This is why tight ends are big playmakers right now. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, uh, New England exposed that, right? Because it's yeah, a right. disadvantage. It's a, it's a big disadvantage. You know, so – we want to be able to run the ball so we can throw to our tight end. We got a gorgeous tight end. He's big, he's fast, he's physical, and he can catch the ball. Well, we can't run we him, him in a wildcat. We can't run him in a wildcat. That's for sure. You know can't what I'm saying? Way, uh, our tight end in a wildcat. Let's just be for real. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's the ways that we have to use. We got to use them conventionally. That's, or, that's, like you said, Belichick used them in that offense. Just follow it. Yeah, you, you got to throw him the ball, definitely. I was, I was saying. Yeah, you got to throw him Fourth and one ain't it, bro. Right. But you guys, did you guys see, um, you guys had an opportunity to watch uh, Oregon, right? Yeah. Bo Nix. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, now, I, you know, you know, it's a copycat league. People always copy success. Um, so, you know, me personally, in Scatterboat, you have mm -hmm. like a Bo Nix. You have you have a threat of a guy that can run a ball down your throat, but he can also drop a dime. Mm -hmm. He can also, I mean, he, he threw a nice pass over the middle, held up the yeah. guy from getting hit a little bit. He can actually throw the ball, and he mm -hmm. knows how to do it. So why not implement that? Because that will slow down the defense no, no, no. 100%. They won't be able to play fast. Have you ever seen a tight end run a wildcat? On fourth and one? You know, Talking, you know what? That's not something I want to talk about right now, but uh, <laughs> exactly. No, we'll call him in position. We have to put him yeah. in position to be successful, you know, uh, his highest percentage of efficiency. You know what I'm saying? So I got you, but let's stop calling it the Wildcat, it's the Sparky formation. The, the, yeah, yeah, right. All Come right. on, man. Also, we don't talk about Wildcats on here unless it's U of A. We ain't no, no Wildcats on the field right now. My bad. Hey, also today I made a bold prediction. Like I said, we, we're we're pretty much veering off the, you know, the 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 uh off the shows, off the platforms, you know, uh pattern or sequence. Here we go. Let's I'm, let's talk it. Like 
So today I made a prediction, you know, Trenton Borgay got Borgay just got named the starting quarterback. I predicted that Borgay will Borgay will beat the Buffs. Will will beat Colorado. Yeah, what do you guys think? But I know you don't talk like about you know predictions, Jr. But Juan, what do you think about? about well, I think that we gotta we gotta beat Cal first. Is what I think. I okay. think you gotta go to the Bay Area. You gotta go up on the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, reestablish your quarterback. We know Borgate can throw. We know that he he doesn't have a cannon, but he has a, he has a gun, yeah, he and can he can get the ball where he needs to go. Um, we got you know Badgers out there. You know we got Conyers. So like Jr. said, if we can find a way to get Scadabo established. Uh-huh. Um, again, we're going to be underdogs. You know, I saw that predictor saying we're 90% chance of losing that game. But this is the this is the right environment. This is the right opportunity to do the things that JR mentioned. It's to get Scadabo going, get that defense to tighten up, and then unload Conyers on him. Get Badger on the, mm-hmm. on the edge on a corner out. And Borgay can do those things. And that's, I think, what's, what's missing is consistent quarterback play and competent quarterback play. As long as they get that, and our defense is able to at least hold up because they say Caleb Williams is on the Cal side now. They can, they can, they, our defense can do something here. So mm-hmm. we could get that going. It'll be a close one. You're looking maybe 27, 24, 24, 21 type of game. I don't think it's going to be a runaway by either side based on what I've seen on both teams. So if, if we could go in there and get that win, then it would be interesting to see what happens at, at home against Colorado. But JR and I are bred in one at a time. Got to take care of business in the Bay Area first. Can't go limping into that game. Mm-hmm. One and four, you know. Gee, last week, you know, Branch and uh, Rice and uh, those guys were moving at, like I said, at a, at a different speed, man, different tempo. And, you know, they say speed kills. How do we contain that from a defensive perspective? I mean, from a defensive perspective, um, you're going to probably have to run some cover three. Okay. I mean, you know, you have to play, you have to play to your strengths, right? So you got guys, you know, you got big guys at the corner position, guys that uh, can be physical, got long bodies, um, back, you know, play some cover three, mm-hmm. you know? So that way they know, you know, at the end of the day, the only job I have is not to let this person get by me, behind me, right? And that means, what, what does that mean? That means our linebackers have to get depth. They have to get, they have to, get to the drop points, Right. They have to be disruptive. They have to look from outside in, inside out. If nothing's coming from the outside, I'm looking back in, looking for the in cuts, looking for things coming across the field so I can wreak havoc. It's just about understanding where you are and what's going on and, and playing to your strengths. Okay. So, I mean, if, if there's a situation where guys are running by you, you got to change the coverage. There you go. All right. Juan, real quick. Right now, what is your take on that offensive line so far in the first quarter of the season? Uh, it's hard to say and it's hard to judge it because, again, the injuries, they don't have mm-hmm. the five starters playing. And, again, not an excuse but a reason. Um, I think that they put up a, a good fight. But, again, you see where the disadvantages are. You see where the lack of playing together comes into play. Offensive line, you know, when it's five guys and you have to depend on your brother to do his job, he's depending on you to do, to do yours. And there, there, there's, a, there, there's a synergy there. there and that that, that – the way you get that synergy, the way you get that trust, the way you get that um, that identity of we're going to mm-hmm. take the field and we are going to run you over, it's repetitions and it's repetitions together and it's playing games together. If you got different five every other game, you're not going to have that cohesiveness and that consistency to become, you know, a, a competent 
force up front. So I think what eventually, hopefully, as the season progresses, you get these guys healthy, the ones that are going to be healthy. You get them in there as quickly as possible. You get these guys practicing together. You get them, you know, working together. And hopefully we'll see best improvement. Right now, it's a work in progress. It's nowhere near where we want it to be. Uh, and I'm sure Coach Dillingham saying the same thing to his O-line coach and to his players. you got to find five, and you got to find maybe three reserves. You need eight. If you don't got eight, you're in trouble. We okay. don't have eight. We, we buy out five, but when they get hurt, as you see, we, we we just – and, again, it goes back to recruiting, and I'm sure he's going to bring in some 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 beef in the offseason. But I think that's what's critical is that they got these guys – they got to get their five back, the, the guys that are going to start, and they got to get these guys practicing and playing together in order to establish some type of consistency. This week's guest put the nation on notice last Saturday, gaining 111 yards and 79 receiving yards, with 52 of those coming on a touchdown that will forever be cemented in Sun Devil folklore. Please welcome our guest, Mr. <laughs> Cam Scatterb. Oh, <laughs> by the way, you can get this nice Cam Scatterb shirt at A7League.com. You know, yeah, for sure. How's it going? How's it going? Pretty good, man. Thank right. you for coming on. You're our first repeat guest. Like that's like you promised. After you get your first hundred uh first hundred yard game, you'll be back on. Thank you, brother. <laughs> of course. Thank you guys. It looks yeah, like sure. there's many, many more of those to come too, uh, judging by the way that you you got down uh this past week, man. And I first would like to say, you know, uh, uh it sucks not getting the, the the W, not getting the win overall as a team. But I do, and I would like to congratulate you on, on, a, on a good individual effort um, in regards to going out there and making plays. I mean, every 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 way they ask you to make a play, you made one. Whether it was throwing it, whether it was catching it, whether it was taking the tough yards up the middle. I mean, you showed that you uh, are a complete back. Um, mm -hmm. And... Uh, so if anybody just thought that she was a powerball or a juggernaut, no, you 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 got a lot in the tank. You you have a tremendous skill set. So I'd like to congratulate you on uh, getting an opportunity to showcase your talent this this last weekend. Thank you, I appreciate it. Appreciate that. Well, and if I could jump in here, um, what what I just admired in watching you play that game is the fire you played with from the first snap all the way to the end. You you gave it everything you had. You could tell that it was important to you that it mattered to you, that you weren't even looking at the scoreboard. You were just worried about the next play. And like Jared said, making a play and doing everything you can to carry this team on your shoulders, which I believe you did carry that offense on your shoulders Saturday. Probably going to be doing a lot more this season. So, you know, hats off to that young man. That, that was super impressive to watch, to just see that amount of heart and effort and the love of the game that was coming out on every single play. You were getting me fired up. Um, just watching mm, you run sure. the football, throwing the football in the sparky formation. Uh, everything that you did is just <laughs> is just a champion's mentality. So thank you for bringing that to Tempe because that they'd sorely need it, and hopefully it'll lead to some success here shortly. Uh, I mean, uh, a big thing is Dillingham. You know, uh, the the different play calling. Um, I was put in a situation this last comp this last week that I uh, was able to improve those numbers. Um, but uh, first three weeks, I felt I was struggling a little bit, kind of getting used to the pace of the game. Um, but now that I'm here and that I've, you know, this this game was kind of my confidence booster. Um, I definitely feel like now I, I know I could do it, you know. And without those first three weeks, I kind of felt like, can I do it, you know. Um, but, I mean, with the first quarter of the season, you know, I got a lot of guys in front of me. Um, I've, I've probably played behind nine dudes at this point. 
um, with guys getting injured and everything. So uh, this last week, I'm just glad, like, the guys that were in front of me at that moment, um, they were resilient and they chose they chose to fight um, with everything they had in front of me um, so I could so I could achieve that. But uh, for the most part, I mean, I was, I'm put in the right situation by the coach and uh, also my guys up in front um, actually taking initiative and being able to get me or get me going. So, so Cam, okay. on that note, obviously the offensive line was was cut by injuries. You went through Tonazona the first three games. It, 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 like you said, it, it wasn't so much that you were struggling. It seemed more like the offense as a whole was struggling to be able to get you going, to be able to get those up, get those blocks, get those holes opened up. Take us in, take us in the huddle right now. What during practice and leading up to Saturday, where you had you know again almost 180 total yards, but 111 specifically on the ground. How are these guys able to get going despite all the injuries and to be able to rise and to be able to get that going for you? Uh, I'd say the biggest thing is probably uh, I don't know if you watch if you watch the whole USC game play by play. Um, I think ninety five percent of the snaps, all five of the guys up front were the same. Um, they were able to be like that all week. Um, they were all healthy throughout the week, and those guys, those five guys, established each other each, each, their selves throughout the week. And uh, with those five guys being able to work together and having a really good two practices through the week. Um, I think them just connecting and being able to bring something together uh, finally without the first three weeks, you know, there's different guys in there and they, you know, they don't really know who's going to be the set settlement there. But uh, with the five guys that were there that last game, um, it, it, I think it kind of settled a little bit more that they were comfortable next to each other the whole time. So, and then looking forward to Cal, got one last question here. Um, looking forward to this week, right? You're going to the Bay area, you're, you're, you're neck of the woods, right? <laughs> of Sacramento State. So go, going into that environment, you know, it's not like Cal is the most hostile place to play, but it's on the road. It is in California. Historically, ASU has struggled with both road games in California. Um, how are these guys practicing this week? How How is the mentality this week to go up there and take care of business and get, get you going again against the Bears? What, what are you seeing on the Bears and in our guys that, that, that can help you be successful? Nice. Um, let me ask you a question. Um and this is about uh, last week's game. At what at what point in in a game did you realize that okay, I have to take this game over? I, that is a play. I have to make it. Uh, from the first play, um, I knew that our offense was struggling the weeks before um, with Dillingham taking over the play calling, knowing I was going to get the ball a little more than usual. Um, mm -hmm. I knew every time I touched the ball. I had to make it count because, uh, I mean, you see the game before, I only had six touches, and I didn't make them all count as much as I could have. Um, right. I know every touch this last game, I needed to make them all count. Um, and, I mean, I, I, I think I tried my best to do it. Uh, but Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I mean, that was the biggest thing, just making sure they all count. And uh, you you never – you know, you never get those days back. So, right. playing – Number number five team in the country, you'll never get that back. Um, right. So, you know, you have that back in the back of your mind that we could beat this team. We know we could beat this team, and if we do, it'll be history. So, um, right, right, for sure, a little bit more of a motivation too. Definitely. You know, I, I would say this. One of the things that I um, I, I liked about this game, uh, this USC game, about in regards to past games that have taken place uh, against USC. 
and Juan can attest to this. I mean, there's been so many games where going up into the third quarter, going at a halftime, you know, we were up and then we came out second half and it just was no fight. Um, but you guys, and, and I, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to attribute this to, to your hard play, right? Uh, you know, you scrapping, clawing, scratching for every opportunity. Um, you guys fought. I mean, it wasn't just you out there fighting. The whole team fought. Um, and you're going to have to bring that every week, man. You're going to have to bring that type of uh, tenacity, that type of energy, that type of want to, uh, uh, you know, enforcing your will on uh, other defenses. You're going to have to bring that every week. Because if you if you bring that, you know, eventually other people are going to follow. You just got to keep bringing it. Look forward to, I just want to see you run that rock on Saturday. <laughs> uh, now, I, I do. I got a couple questions real quick. Real quick. Now, um, what is uh, what is your favorite play right now? All of them. <laughs> all, all of them. them. I, I always say it. I always say it because mm. I always believe, like, you just give me the rock, I'm going to mm. make something. So, right. I mean, they're going to make some. They're going to do something to block somebody. So I just got to make the rest happen, you know. So I don't really, I don't really have a favorite play, but um, there's probably a couple up there. But at at the moment, I don't really got one other than all of them. Mm. You're supposed to say oh. counter trade, man. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> that was Jr.'s favorite play. Was the counter? Yeah. I so, mean, that's, uh, that's probably, we run it a lot, so that's that's for sure up there. Yeah. So you know, I, I wanted to say too. Um, it's a good thing that you did have an opportunity for, you know, the five guys that practice was the five guys that played in the game. You know, if you guys are able to get through another week and, and keep that line solidified, one of the things you'll find is it's going to be easier because you're going to know um, the strengths and the weaknesses of the guys that are in front of you. So you can almost anticipate certain things, right? If you know this guy has an issue, okay, he's not really going to make that reach block. You know, you kind of anticipate, all right, once I get going this way, I probably have to stick my foot in the ground and cut right back underneath them, you know. So the good thing about having guys and being able to practice with them during the week, and then being able to have them same guys in the game, because when you watch the film and you see, you know, what goes on in practice, again, you're gonna know exactly where you fit on certain plays based upon the strengths that you know and the weaknesses that you know of your offensive line. So I think it's only gonna get easier for you, especially if you guys are able to keep the same guys up front. Yeah, 100% agree with you. Well, hey, thank you for coming out, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah. You know, I look forward to having you again. The uh, next time, the, the the next game when you get 200 yards, we'll be uh, having you back on here, hopefully. Yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, sure. yeah yes, no sir. doubt. Thank you. Appreciate it, y'all. All, All right, have a good one. Thank right. you. Good All luck, Saturday. Hey, thank yeah, you. for sure. We'll be rooting you on. Hey, I bet you'll be a lot more number four jerseys out there, too. Ah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, sure. All right. Hey, y'all, tune Get in next it. week as we recap next Saturday's game against the Bears of Berkeley. Thank you for tuning in. Until next week, forks up. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.